Hi, I'm Julie. I'm Laura. We're longtime friends who know a good year at Real Talk can solve almost anything. And we're transferring our skills and experiences to our new coaching practice. Whether you're making a big decision, exploring a new path, planning a project, or you just want to learn how coaching might help you, join us for our conversations on Coaching Through It. Julie, do you remember in season one when we said what coaching is? Like I do. We defined it. We talked about it. Yes, I do. Can we talk about what coaching is not? <laughs> yes, I'm ready for it. I'm on kind of like a rampage. Um, no, I'm on a thought of people out there, and you and I are starting to do this this season, is to explore other types of coaching and coaches and coaching practices, just to get familiar with what's um, what's out there. And the lay of the land of coaching is questionable, it seems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, what are some thoughts when you tell people that you're coaching? What comes up? Uh, like thoughts for those people. Oh, in general, anyone. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I have been surprised at how few people actually have some context about what it is. Right. Or have an understanding of what you might talk about or what you might use coaching for or where coaching might be useful. Um, that has been a big surprise to me. So like, what is the reaction when you say to someone, um, or someone comes to you to do exploratory on what they think coaching is? Um, it is, uh, I I don't even think they have a concept, right? Like, and I think it's like, oh, we would have a conversation about this, you know, whatever this might be, uh, my issue. And it's like, yeah. And, you know, we, it's inquiry based and it's a lot about self-discovery and questions and, you know, sometimes these tools and it's like, okay, but you're going to tell me what to, like, there's, it's, I think it can be so different than what folks are used to. They're like, okay, so you tell me what to do or like, is this like therapy? We're going to get to like the bottom of, you know, what's causing this for me, but there, even as you explain, I have no, even as I explain, there still seems to be just kind of a disconnect. And I think for me, what I'm realizing is like the coaching relationship or the coaching approach is so, we don't get that a lot in our lives. It's vast. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you about this because I feel like I'm on a kind of mission to like debunk um, and (laughs) shoot down some hucksters out there that say they're coaches when Mm -hmm. it's not coaching. This even made me go and revamp my crappy little segment of my website where I talk about coaching. I put an FAQ in there, Julie. Like this got me to come up with, like I had to work on columns and go like, what's a session like? What is it? And I think I did this because I'm really concerned that a lot of people out there are doing other good work that's like consulting, not coaching. So like, I'm going to help you improve your resume. I'm going to, there are resume writers out there. That's legit. That's something you can hire, or I'm going to headhunt and find you a job. That's recruiters, recruitment, headhunters. They get paid lucrative. So if you're coming to coaching to make big bucks, it's probably you you want to do headhunting. But like, I was kind of like, there seems to be some idea of you'll come to a guru and they will make you better. And that's not a coach. No, not at all. I'm curious, Laura, before we explore that, what is in your FAQs? Like what made your FAQ? So I will give credit to fellow coach uh, in our training program. Her name's Chelsea Hetherington. I saw a really great blog post of hers. And I also give credit to you, Julie, who made me think about it. Because you started asking me, like, what do you talk to your clients about? 
And then I'm like, there's other great coaches in our cohort. And Chelsea had this good kind of FAQ. And so the questions I ask are, actually, I put FAQ questions like, what is coaching? And why would I want a coach? Mm-hmm. What's a typical coaching session like? Who are your coach clients? And why do they come to you? But is coaching right for me? Like, you know, the follow-up question, like, and what else? Can you coach me on other topics? Because I talk about my topics somewhere. And then I'm interested. What's the cost? So like, I went with the basic kind of key questions I got asked. And then also, yeah, once that people ask me and they're like, I hear you're coaching. Like, what's that about? And then I started linking out to like, I have a couple of blog posts where I've talked about powerful questions or I've talked about work identity because those are my things. But I was trying to think of it as like, what's the value add of a coach? What do you say to folks when they're thinking about coaching or they hear with that you're like doing coach training? You know, that's really interesting. I, what is the value add of a coach? I think what stands out to me is a coach is going to help you navigate a situation, a question, a turning point, right? In a way that I, th- I think ultimately feels more authentic um, than some other options, right? Um, I think about conversations I have with friends and, and you know, friends, we immediately go into friendship mode or like advice mode or, or that's right. Like, you know, go for your dreams. I believe in you, anything you want. And and that's not always useful, right? If I if I'm really struggling with the how or the why that's behind that, and I think coaching is has the potential to move someone forward very quickly, which is really exciting, right? Getting unstuck or helping to identify kind of like next steps in a way that other that few other things can. Wow, I should have wrote that in my answer to my FAQ. Do you want to, you want to hear my answer? Um, I, I said it's a partnership. Like I really do think it's you're in conversation with someone, but unlike a friend, like you said, or a mentor or an advisor or a boss, it's someone who's going to help uncover insights and hold that space for those ideas to come out. Because in a conversation, we just jump back and forth. And I actually was going to say to you, what excites you, Julia, about mm-hmm. coaching? Because I don't think we um, marinate enough on ideas. Uh, this is not in my answer on my blog now. I should put it there. But like you do, you marinate and you sit. And a coach will kind of reflect back and mirror back what you said and ask you, is this the truth coming from you? Like, do you believe this? And I think people um, hire coaches and good coaches do this well, are helping you through a process or decision or talking out some idea that you could talk about, sure, with a therapist, or you could talk with a good friend, but the the cheerleading part that you mentioned um, will be there, but not as subtle. They're going to probe at, uh, the coach will probe and ask you more, or they will ask you to be more specific and clarify and say, well, what's the thing that you really want to focus on? And helping the person work through it. It's not like, and I have to remind myself, it's not the problem that we're coaching. It's always the client, right? So mm-hmm. listen, like listening is more, it's not just active listening. It's like intense listening. You're coaching, you're being coached right now as well as coaching. Yeah, I am. I am. And, you know, I think, it, and that's a privilege. I think of understanding coaching as well as I do right now, going through a, a program because I was like, you know what I need? I need it. I need a coach. I need some coaching. 
right? Like here's a couple of things that are going on right now. And I could muddle through them myself and put it on the to-do list and and then push it around on the to-do list. I mean, in some ways, having a scheduled appointment has been as an important part of my progress as, as working with a coach has been, right? So I think it was just an awareness of what might help drive some progress for myself. That's another thing, Julie. You're so good. Accountability. That's what a coach also has. Right. Accountability. There you go. That's what else should be my answer. Um, yeah. You're right because it it requires some follow through, follow up. There's a check in, and then there's a folk like there's a. We've talked about this in, in the first season. There's an agenda that you walk walk through, and you're committing to like being there in that moment. And there's nothing else that's like, well, there should be nothing else in your head other than you focusing on the single thing with a client um, or a client saying, I want to work this out. And then the coach peels back the layers of the onion of your head. And it's like, actually, you mentioned this. What's mm-hmm. the connection from this to this? Some people have said it feels like therapy. I don't know if you've had clients say that to you. I've not had clients say that to me yet. Um, but I definitely understand why people feel that way. And, you know, I, I, I think there's similarities. Right. I, I think it would be insincere to, to say that they are extremely different. Right. Because I think there are elements of, of therapy, therapy goals that do look at like, what is your motivation right now? Right. Like what is blocking your motivation? Like, what would you want out of this? Right. That I think are, are exactly the same for coaching. I think there is a big why. Right. Why is in like crossroads. Why not the letter Y around um, trauma? Right. That that or or um, other things that accompany therapy kind of in that realm. That is that is not that is not what coaching would do for you. Yeah. Like therapy kind of reaches back a bit more. Coaching might. But that's not the point. It's yeah to drive to be now and move forward, I think. And a successful, not successful, but like a, a, a competent coach would back away when that comes up. And I think that's an important thing to call out, right? Uh, a competent coach is not, things might come up for sure in a coaching session and a competent coach would would walk away and have care for the client and navigate that and make sure the client had resources and was connected. Whereas a, a, a different type of coach would like lean into that, right? And almost exploit it, talking about some of the other things we've been listening to. The hucksters out there. Yeah, I think you're right. And the other thing I've been thinking about with coaching, someone's like, well, why would I need a coach if I have this, a therapist or a financial advisor or this? I said, well, honestly, it's like having, you should also have a mentor. You should also have like another advocate for you. You should have multiple things on your, like someone calls it a board of directors, but you should have a lot of things in your support team to figure out and help you get to the next. And there probably something around your professional network could be great to help, but a coach is going to look a lot different. And there is a neat aspect of getting to know your clients and the coach getting to know um, their clients as intimate, but they're not close to you essentially. And so like, as of late, I've been thinking of before I started coaching, I had a few friends that would reach out to me and they're like, we want you to do this thing. And I went, I could, but I really think it's an unbiased person because we all will have perspectives of bias and and knowing people really well, some good friends of mine, like I've referred them to you now, Julie. And I, I said, you don't know them from my other circles. So I think you would be really good. And I'm referring to other people I know that are coaches because the, there's some distance when you coach as well. Yeah. So what else is not a coach? 
You know, uh, I think there is this um, line of uh, self-help, maybe, mm. right? For lack of a, a better term, because I'm using that pretty broadly. But I think there is this, you know, I was sharing with you, I was listening to a podcast around Rachel Hollis that was referred to us by another coaching cohort member, Amy, um, or referred to me, I saw it on, and by referred, I mean, I saw it on her Instagram story and took it very personally as it was targeted just for me. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got referred to this from my other co-host Patrice and I was like, I don't know. That book okay. seems weird to me. Yeah. Uh, not the book. No, it was like, yeah, a podcast looking in, uh, kind of just kind of in her background. She was recently in the news. You can, we can link to it if folks want to dig deep. But, um, and I, I think there's like a segment of that that I, I don't consider that to be coaching in my in my experience. And I and I'll tell you why without getting too kind of particular or too person focused. So she's she writes books, she has a blog, she does large events. And for me, I think an important piece of coaching is that is that individual one-to-one connection, right? Is that I'm focusing on the client by being with you in the moment. And I and I don't think that is what those those types of situations offer, right? Um, and so that to me is not coaching for that, for that, for sure. And then for lots of other reasons. But. This reminds me of like, I could rant off Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Tony Robbins. Like I'm thinking yeah. of all the people, they're all speakers yeah. that make mm-hmm. buku buck talking mm-hmm. and giving off ideas. Cause that's yeah. not coaching. Um, well, and I think even, and I mean, I am in the Brene Brown fan club, but like, I, she's not a coach and I don't think she would call herself a coach either. Yeah. But, right. Like, but, but I have referred some of her work on leadership to clients, right. Who are trying to explore different avenues, right. Cause she's exploring topics of leadership. So I think there's also this tangential kind of collection of folks who do research around a lot of common topics that would come up in coaching. Right. And yeah. so they might be refer, you might refer them to, you might integrate some of those concepts into your conversations, but they're not coaches. No, absolutely. And I think it's interesting you say that because I think, I think about a couple like organizational behaviorists, psychologists like Adam Grant and even mm-hmm. Katie Milkman um, has a great book on how to change. They have some great advice, but they're not coaches, but they're researchers and they're applied practitioners. And I think there's benefits to that, but still not coaching. And it's hard. And Julie and I have said this and probably talked about this in the past season. Like it's hard to coach in an area that you're actually good at and you have some talent and experience and expertise in. And I know that those are triggers for me that I'm like, Oh, don't go in there. Don't react because you, you don't want to bestow your knowledge. You want to get the client there and you asking better questions will get them there than telling them the resource. And so some of the accountability, like I do ask my clients, like what kind of resources, and that's the only time I talk about like an episode of a podcast or an article they should read or something. If they've asked, like, do you have anything? Like, I think I want to dig into this topic more. And if, and I'm like, okay, yes, I will give you that at the end. But Mm -hmm. I think in the process of saying, oh, you should read this book that's like, they really should just reach within them is what we know to be true and more helpful than anything else. Yeah. Well, I'm learning that there's probably other questions that people ask and maybe can we help people listening, like ask coaching questions to figure out if it's a coach or not. Is it a coach? Are you a coach? (laughs) If If they're doing exploration sessions, are there questions that you would recommend people ask a coach when they first meet them? So I'm going to say something that might be controversial because I haven't done much research. (laughs) 
Ooh, this sounds risky. Go on. I think someone who says I can help you by you using my five-step method, my, you know, Laura Pasquini unicorn approach, whatever that is. Like I, I would offer that perhaps they are not a coach. That's a good call out. And there goes my unicorn, unicorn method. I know. The door. Um, yeah. Anyone who says they have a tool, the tool to solve your problem before they even know what's going on here and you. Yeah. And, and only uses one method and approach, right? I think that's a key to it for me yes. too. And, and PS, they shouldn't be about solving the problem because what's the phrase coach the client, not the problem. There it is. Mm -hmm. um, questions I would ask a coach is like, ask them about their sessions. Like what does yeah. a typical, like I wrote what's a typical session because I want people to know what to expect coming in. So if they're not um, thinking about agenda setting and maybe some kind of process they go through, and it doesn't have to be exactly like we've been trained. That, that's mm -hmm. ICF-esque, right? So setting an agenda, finding a topic, why is, why is it significant? And then accountability at the end and repeats like is is this what i say true um but it has to be some sort of sequence that you go into in your meetings you're not just there to have a chit chat yeah i agree you know i i don't know i really like to know the people that i i work with and so if i was looking for a coach i think i would want to know like why why did they get into coaching right like what's motivated this person to spend their time doing that that's a question i get asked a lot um, and I don't know that I'd have a particular answer. I just would want to make sure it didn't sound like bullshit. Like, I think that's. Hey, we'll save that for a future episode. We talk about marketing. How's that? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I get asked that. Like um, the questions I get asked, I can tell you, uh, why did you get into this? Um, what kind of motivated you, inspired you to take coach training or work towards certification? Um, how many hours have you been coaching? Mm -hmm. How many clients do you have? Yeah. Yeah. I guess they also kind of want to know like what's the cadence or frequency. Yeah. Or accountability. Length of session. Did you already say that? I mean, that's. Yeah. Length um, of session. And I'm playing with that. We've talked about this. I'm playing with that a little bit. Yeah. What are you doing? You're doing like. I'm experimenting with some 45 minute sessions for some of my uh, more like executive coaches coaching. because that, that 15 minute buffer within their schedules is I think really useful for them. Yeah. And that's not a bad, we could talk about that. We're going to talk about executive coaching in a future topic. That's great. They ask about like, what do I coach people on? And some people have asked like, what are some outcomes? And I was mm. like, that's a great question. Let me make sure I follow it with my clients, get some testimonials. Yeah. Have you had folks who like, I, I don't know, I guess what I'm trying to ask is like, do folks seem resistant to knowing that the work is on them? Right. That's a good question. So I think my question as a coach is I ask them what they know about coaching. And so that's where I hope to like debunk that a little bit. And then I ask like, what does a successful coaching relationship look like? Uh, so I ask the clients that, and that unpacks what they think it to be. And I say, Oh, I'm not going to be correcting your resume or your cover letter, but we're going to talk about what's in it and what's of value to you. And like, so I do, I was going to put out like, Oh my, cause I, some people come to me for a couple of things. I was going to put out like, this is what I do. This is what I don't. Then I'm like, there's some fine lines of identity of when the coach hat comes off for mm -hmm. some, and a lot of my clients that ask that they know, like it's, I'm not going to give them the answer. It's like, what time do you have in? And so the only thing that 
I don't think clients ask enough about, and maybe some, some of them do, but asking about like sessions, like how many, um, because it's also tied to cost in a way. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm okay with being upfront about cost and then negotiating if, if I have a student or someone who's unemployed, like what's that sliding scale look like? So I think those questions could be asked more because I really, I think I should be more upfront about, oh, you're into like a big change. That's probably a six session. So how can we make that work for you? I think mm-hmm. is kind of what I'm thinking about these days. What questions do you ask the client to debunk coaching to, to figure out if they're in the right spot? Man, I think the, you know, first and most important one is like, what, like, how did you get here today? You know, like, or what brought you to this? That's more how I feel about myself right now. How did I get here today? <laughs> <laughs> no, but what brings you to coaching? I think it it knows yeah. if they're ready, right? Like yeah. you can tell if someone's ready to be coached. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, uh, the other one that I've heard lately is, is this the right, is this the, the right thing to talk about in coaching? Right. And so this, I think this feeling of like, is this, is it wrong? Is it right? What's the appropriate thing to talk about? You know, permission. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> mine say it and they're like oh is that too much or i've sworn a lot i was like that's fine yeah. so yeah right um i think i think we ask these questions and i think we're putting this out to people listening is i think you sh- should always have exploration sessions with folks um some people might be consultants some people might be selling a product or a thing or and that's fine they might call it coaching but it's not so think about the questions you would want to, and anyone listening, I'd love to hear like other questions from coaches, from coach clients. Like what else have you asked? That's been like really unpacking and knowing, Oh, coaching is for me. And that's my coach. Sign me up. So, yeah, I think it's interesting. I would go back to a comment that you made earlier around like the amounts of money that comes from some of these. Right. And I wonder, I don't, I don't know that it's like a, it's like an actual, and maybe it's a rhetorical question, right? Like is client centered work actually like a high dollar value, like profession side hustle, you know? Uh, It depends. I've been researching what people are charging for some people it is. (laughs) Oh, another fun fact you should also say to debunk coaches, which I started to do when I started looking at other coaches that I was kind of like admiring from afar, or they've written a book or have a podcast. I looked them up. You can go to the ICF database. If you want to know if they're certified in the international coaching federation, um, if they're certified as an ACC, PCC, MCC level coach. So you can look them up and they'll be there. Uh, So some people aren't, and that doesn't mean they're not coaches, but they're just not in the same kind of coach training certification process that Julie and I are doing right now. And it also gave me some insight to like what people charge because it gives their background. It'll say how much people charge per hour. And I think it, it varies on who your clients are. And we'll talk about that in the next episode, but like, who's your client and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what I was thinking about. And it's not, it's probably a combination of like, who's coming to you, what season of their life they're in. And financial constraints, like I do think about the cost of coaching versus doing like a training session or a webinar or a mm-hmm. course. And I was like, I think about all the money that was spent on like some of those things in my own life. And I was like, wow, I should have just hired a coach and not done any of that training, conference, webinar, other stuff and got to the point. Yeah. Well, and I think I, I would just echo that because like coaching is uniquely personalized, right? Whereas a training might not be. I think about how many 
true confession, I ordered like five <laughs> different planners last year. I mean, there's probably a lot of talk about needing therapy. Let's talk about the like, pandemic and how that played into me needing to manage a schedule and like my need for control. But that's like a totally different podcast, right? But like I ordered like five different planners because everyone was supposed to help me with my my problems, right? I want everything in kind of one place. I don't want to fuck stickers, like take it out. I don't want any of it. And so I, but like none of them actually met what I needed, right? It was all me trying to like fit myself into this system, right? And I'm not going to call any of them out specifically because it's not the product. I'm not trying to put a product on blast, right? It was me trying to like force myself into a system or a structure. And coaching doesn't do that. Coaching is like, what is going on with you? Like, what are your blockers? What are your barriers? What are your goals? Like, how can we get you there? Apparently I have a big ego. That's what I'm learning from this. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, you got five planners. I got, I burnt mine all. I got zero planners last year. Um, And this is why we're friends. And uh, I will say, I think you made a really good point is just because you're a coach and you may talk about your style and coaches, every client that comes to you, you will coach different. And then every coaching session of that single client will look different. Like you'll have a different tone, a different pitch, different cadence, different questions. And it's always different. I've said different a lot. So you can drink for every time I said different. I think it's always fascinating to me that you're in it and you're in a space and that person, you said personalized, it's very customized to like Mm -hmm. meeting them the client where they are and like holding space and pausing. And when you try to do this with people in in real life, like say your partner, they think more and then they know you're a chatty person. They're like, hold up your coaching. And I'm like, but I'm asking a powerful question that you might want to think of because I think you're right. We're never taught to do this kind of communication and interaction. So yeah. Well, we got to get to some other deep issues with your planners later, but yeah, I think we've helped to like, to debunk this a little bit further. So what's not a coach is asking those coaches you're looking at and working with good questions themselves, I think is helpful. Yeah, I agree. Make sure you're the focus. That's what, that's what I would say. You and your goals. That's a great takeaway. All right. We've done it today. Coaching through it, Julie. Whoop, coaching through it. Be sure to listen to the next episode by subscribing to our podcast. We always welcome comments and questions. Send us an email at coachingthroughit at gmail.com. Until then, we'll be figuring it out on Coaching Through It.